0: Zealand vegan podcast episode seventeen i'm your host knuckles continuing to talk about um, veganism in 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 essence and um, my thoughts on um, on living a, as a vegan and why it is is the right thing to do. Um, And I want to shout out, before I begin um, today's topic, I want to shout out uh, to um, Sarah Jane Moon who has this incredible website, The Vegan Mentor. It's so beautifully done and so beautifully presented, um, a resource for veganism including amazing recipes and there's so many out there, Um, I love them all. Sarah got in touch with me and um, I really much appreciate her reaching out to me and also giving me support and I believe that she's put a blurb about my podcast on her blog which is just really, really nice of her, helpful um, and positive and her website is just a beautiful resource and I do consider it to be a very, very useful. Um, if I was uh, to talk to anybody who was. Uh, and wanting to know more about vegan f- cooking and vegan food I, I would definitely that would be one of the websites I would send them to because it's so visually beautifully presented um, that it is tempting it's so tempting uh, you want to cook the things that she talks about and you want to try the things that she talks about and I think even somebody who's has not even embraced the idea of veganism um, in the diet would be very tempted to um, it would just be a great way to show them that it's a beautiful a delicious varied diet there's, there's tons of websites out there like that but um, this is definitely one of them. And I want to uh, shout out to Juliet Lynn who emailed me and has an amazing story. And um, I would love it if she would tell her story. Um, she is thinking about starting a some sort of website or a blog, and I'd really encourage her to do that. And um, also, um, uh, she has already embraced the idea or has already woken up to the fact that um, to the illusion of uh, welfare regulation and she's a recent vegan like myself and she's um, actively wanting to do something and has incredible insight and I think it's just a really great person to have spreading this message, actively wants to spread this message so Shout out to Juliet and I'm really looking forward to seeing more from you and if you want to come on the podcast, I would love that as well. Um, Anybody who wants to come on the podcast and talk about these things, I really would welcome you to come on. I think it would be great for people who are listening because it wouldn't just be me and um some people have such uh, amazing things to say but not everybody's into that so anyway the invitation stands and um but either way um it's just really great to hear from people and I want to thank everybody who's been leaving really positive comments on the um on the blog and, and providing links and providing information. I really appreciate that. Um, and I want to thank Jordan Wyatt especially again. He's been um, so helpful to me. And this, and I find that one of the great things that I find um, with Jordan is that um, we, we often have discussions where we don't always agree. He'll, he challenges me. He challenges things that I say, which is just so useful and necessary. And I love it because... Um, I mean, like I've said before, I'm really wanting to learn how to debate people um, who have serious arguments. I'm not saying that Jordan doesn't agree with, with um, what we say. I mean, Jordan's a vegan and he's doing his own activism. But, um, you know, there are times where he'll challenge things that I say and it helps me to formulate my thoughts. And um, I'm sure it's useful for him as well. I think dialogue is very, very important. It's dangerous. It's treacherous to only talk to people who agree with you all the time. It is... It is nice and it is comforting and you do need that. You need to be around people who feel the same way because it's, it's, it's a support network. But it's also very useful to be challenged, um, especially in a constructive intellectual way. And then you can formulate my, your thoughts. I've had many um, email dialogues with Jordan Wyatt where I have found... Myself expressing things and and having to express them in a certain way to get my point across, because um, he may ask a question or um, say, you know, but what about this? And it's just so incredibly helpful to me. And um, I hope he feels the same way. And you know, there's so many emails I, I need to go through them because a lot of them cover topics that I've been wanting to do in my podcast. I mean, there's so much to talk about. There's so many aspects of this. Of this that I want to get, that I want to talk about, and I want to practice talking about, and I want to build up my knowledge of. Um, but I'm also not judging someone if they don't want to engage with people who um, you know are not vegan, and they do want to spend all their time with vegans. I mean, that's, that's none of my business. If that if that's if that's the only way that you can cope. Then, um, you must do what you can do and and try to cope i I did say last week that you know if you 're only hanging around with vegan people, then maybe you 're not um, going to be able to influence other people. but who am I to judge people for doing that? You know if you are only comfortable with being around people who are vegan then then I think, you know, who am I to tell you that that's the wrong thing to do? Um, if that's the only way that you can function and that you can cope, well, I understand completely. I understand completely. Um, I myself uh, want to um, do something a little different, and I, and that means I have to interact with people who are actively engaging and, and the thing that um, just, um, you know, causes me to... Um, grieve for all of the uh, animals. And I I want to um, talk to these people and to open their minds um, to this. So, um, and I need more practice doing it. um, So I don't get challenged enough um, seriously challenged, I mean, there are, um, some crazy people who do write some sort of nonsense, um, but that doesn't help me, so it's kind of just a waste of time, really, so, I'm not working at the place I used to work at before with my friend who used to, um, constantly talk with me all the time, and, and doing this podcast is, is a way of, first of all, getting the message out, getting the message out there, so that if anybody does listen, they can, um, hopefully, um, you know, be inspired to go vegan, or if they're already vegan, um, for one reason or another, to maybe embrace the idea that um, that the the baseline is that, you know, it's just, it's not about the diet, it's not about health, I mean, those are just perks, you know, it's the moral issue, and also people who, I'm really hoping that this, this podcast will help people to see the illusion of regulatory welfare reforms and to join us in the spread of the message of veganism as a active way of confronting the problem and as the only way that's going to make any difference. So I do have reasons for doing this podcast, um, but also it's, it's therapy and it's also practice, but it's easy enough for me to talk to myself. Um, I really am looking forward to debating with people. Um, This week um, we were talking about, I had received an an email from someone who was, um, I think probably uh, full of despair uh, about the uh, situation and who, um, as I mentioned last week, who is, is full of despair about the human race and is to the point where just wishes that we didn't exist. But I would encourage, I would encourage, well it's not realistic, and it is quite violent as well, and it's quite negative, and um, and it's it's. I want to stay in reality. One of the things that I, I have trying to learn how to do is to get in touch with reality getting when I woke up and I became a vegan and I woke up to this, it was one of the most painful things that could, you know the truth hurts it's so true, but it 's the best thing that ever happened to me it 's the best thing that ever happened to plenty of animals too because otherwise i 'd still be eating them you know i 'd still be eating eggs or um, wearing their you know skin so yeah it helps it helps the situation it helps everything um, and the environment and all these other things. Um, um, it's not, you know, it's not about me, you know, but um, it, is a, it is a beautiful thing to, to be in touch with reality, be in touch with reality, no matter how hard it is, and the reality is, I mean, I want to learn to be effective in this reality that we live, and when I dream, I don't think there's anything wrong with dreaming, I mean, I mean, I try now to dream of things that are feasible, um, I dream about the future, I dream about the problems that everybody's going to have to solve when they, you know, uh, you know, the mess, when they're trying to clean up the mess of, of this animal, um, uh, um, you know, I dream of this world, um, which I doubt that I'm going to see in my lifetime, um, you know, where we're scratching our heads saying okay now what do we do we don't want to use uh you know animals anymore we have to make um other use of, of of we have to make enough of this type of food source you know all these practical problems that 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 we are going to have to solve to, to undo this mess as best we can and i am dying to share my my ideas and there's so many things to talk about but um um you know i'm not going to get I'm, i wish that i could be part of that you know i wish that you know um you know in my country all of a sudden everybody said all right yeah we're going to stop this and then it would be okay what are we going to do with with, what are we going to do now and then I'd love to be a part of actually you know helping the farmers to um, develop other methods of farming and finding places and homes for all the animals all the domestic animals and share my thoughts on it and, and also how I would love to be able to be part of of helping you know solve this but right now the reality is I'm involved in in a world where 99% of people do eat them, don't even think about them, they don't even consider them, and um, I'm trying to help people to wake up to the truth, to reality. Um, I think everybody should uh, join reality. It's, it's the best place to be because otherwise you're walking around asleep and confused as um, as we've said before. So today I want to talk a little bit about one of the things we were talking about What I, that I was emailing with Jordan was, well, he's very positive. Um, he has great admiration for the human race, and I think that that's a fantastic thing because you know, there's no point in hating the human race, it doesn't get us anywhere, um, we love, we have to love us, the things, the the thing, the things about us, that are so destructive, um, can also be, we can be amazingly constructive, and, and, um, you know, we, we have the ability to be amazingly peaceful beings, and, um, we, we can do that, so, uh, you yeah, no, I I try to um I've I a long time ago, relatively speaking, in the beginning of my veganism, I went through a very long um months of, of despair. But um I certainly don't want to be there now. So I definitely don't feel that way. So, um anyway I was uh I was learning from um Jordan the other day and we were talking about um we were talking about the, that comment that I received with somebody who said that, you know, they were just full of despair about about the human race and I mean Jordan had some really really positive things to say about the human race and I think that that's great um, and he's probably, I'm hoping he does a podcast about it because I think we do need <laughs> more positivity out there um, but one of the things that got me thinking about that I've been wanting to talk about for a long time and these are just my thoughts and You know, I'm just sharing them. Um, They're not necessarily things that I would broach with somebody initially when I was first trying to talk to somebody about veganism. Um, You know, obviously the number one thing we need to do is to get people to stop eating animals because until we do that, they're never going to see why it's wrong to have domestic animals as companions. They're never going to see why it's wrong to have animals in zoos and and things like that, so yeah, we have to stop them from eating them, number one. So this, what I'm about to talk about today, is not something that I would uh, initiate a conversation about, but it's something, it's one of the things I think about. And, um, you know, it's, for me, I mean, when you wake up to the fact that we're sharing this world with all these amazing creatures, and all of the destruction, suffering and death that we cause them, is for frivolous reasons. Um, The issue of feeding ourselves and giving ourselves shelter, because there's so many of us, and because this earth is finite, and also because we're so physically frail um, human beings, um, you know, we can't live without actual shelter um, from the sun, um, or shelter from the cold, we don't have fur, you know, we've lost all, all of our nature-given faculties to survive in the wild. Um, so we have to build houses and so we have to... So that does cause a certain amount of destruction to the environment. I mean, we could we could figure out and, and learn how to be more... You know, when, when people start to wake up and decide to act morally, which is to consider all other life on earth as not our property and to realize that we don't have a right... Um, to destroy everything, um, especially if we don't have to, um, just because, you know, we don't have a right to destroy everything just because it's convenient or, you know, we can make money off it or whatever. Um, then we, we, we can find better ways to provide ourselves with shelter and, and food um, without causing, you know, we can grow organic vegetables without using poison because poison kills, you know, all the life uh, on those on those vegetables. I mean, you know, the amount of vegetables that we throw away seems to me a little ridiculous. Um, I mean, obviously there are infestations and drought and things like that, but when I want, what I want to talk about today is what I was talking about a little bit with Jordan, is like, now that I'm woken up and I'm aware of, of all life in a way that I never was before, um, which I think a lot of vegans, uh, especially the longer you are a vegan, um, the longer you have time to think about the issue and the more you learn is not vegan and the more you learn about the amount of animals and the types of animals and the types of things that we're doing to them to support these frivolous reasons they're all frivolous our use of them is all frivolous but it's it's more than just the it's more than just the consumer products it's more than just the consumer products because um for example i used to love fireworks but you see i wasn't a vegan then and um you know when you when you are not a vegan you're very much caught out in your in yourself when you are a vegan you have to not you can't only be worried about your, yourself and your own needs because you have to constantly be vigilant about what you're buying and what you're doing um, in order to exercise in order to be you know, a a vegan, because you can't just go to the supermarket and grab anything off the shelf and throw it in. I mean, if you're buying processed foods, um, which we all buy some kind of packeted food. Well, I mean, maybe some of us don't. Even I try not to, but I still do. I buy crackers and they're wrapped in plastic and they're wrapped in you know cardboard and they have products in them they they're preserved with all kinds of crazy things and same with bread um you know eventually jeez I'd love to I really you know I'm trying to um get my life together so I can have a prop, proper oven and kitchen and I want to make my own bread and I want to buy less processed foods because not only is it to avoid animal products it's to avoid the pollution that's created I mean I the amount of waste that we create is just astonishing but um and that that's another thing that you know we really have to consider that that for me that's part of it you know Pollution is part of it. Um, pollution is part of veganism. Pollution is part of peace. Pollution is, is part. I mean, I should say combating pollution, being aware of pollution, as a as a moral issue. I mean, it's it's we're destroying, uh, polluting, uh, and, and killing animals uh, through our treatment of the planet. Um, our our direct treatment of them as resources is the the most barbaric and obvious, um, but it's more than that, um, so getting back to the fireworks, I need to stay on track, I always get really, um, very disorganized, I, I I don't like fireworks now, I don't like fireworks, because no matter how clever and beautiful, you know, they are to us, anytime I see fireworks now, all I can think of is the birds in the trees nearby, and the animals nearby, I mean, they're so sensitive, the noise pollution that we create is it's just horrific it's a horrific level of noise pollution you know fireworks i just that that well, i remember once when i was in my in my job that my last job that i had in new york There was a girl there who um, was one of our clients, and um, she grew up in the Hamptons, which is quite a fancy, fancy part of of New York. It's out in Long Island, actually. And I remember she was complaining because um, they had prevented, they'd prohibited the fireworks display that was going to be held out there because there was a certain species of crane that was on the edge of extinction, and that was being affected, I mean you know, by the noise, and sure, she said, she was like, you know, she was like, that really is just so ridiculous, and we can't have our fireworks display, and that was before I went vegan, that was before I really thought about the issue, but um, I even then thought to myself, um, you know, that's just, that's such a scary way to look at the world, and such a selfish way to look at the world, and that's the way most people look, they don't even take into account, the animals just don't even count. And fireworks are spectacular, but they're unnecessary, okay? They're unnecessary, and if you care, if you care about the planet, about the life, if you have respect and you believe in peace it's not just inflicting, I mean, for one thing, fireworks does inflict damage, um, it, it inflicts damage, um, psychologically and emotionally, I mean, I, I just, every time they go off now, all I can think of is all the animals around, and everybody knows about that, I mean, the 4th of July, or in New Zealand, it's Guy Fawkes Day, the cats and the dogs, people are, you know, they they have to, take them out to their grandparents house because they're going to have a fireworks display I mean if they care enough about their cat or their dog to do that for them I mean my cat um is just absolutely totally and utterly uh traumatized by the fireworks and um we don't need to do it so you know that's one of the things where that that, that I've changed I, I don't enjoy those things anymore whenever I you know we, we don't need to do any of that. We need to find another way to live that is peaceful. And veganism is not just about not, not eating them. It's about real and waking up uh, to the fact that we share this earth and everything we should do should be considerate. Um, especially because the level of destruction is just so obscene. Um, but I think that, you know, it, it's, it's, just an aware, it's just becoming aware. It's being in touch with reality. That's all it is. We don't need to do those things, especially if they're causing destruction and death. I mean, ecosystems, there's infinite amounts of ecosystems everywhere, and we are destroying so many of them for frivolous reasons. Um, another one um, is uh, when I watch a movie now, and I see um, they're out, they film it. Um, you know, one of the things I'm loving now is CGI. I, I want CGI everything. I want CGI explosions. I want CGI bullets. I want CGI everything. I want everything to be done on computers. I used to hate the CGI because I was like, it's not realistic looking. It's not cool, you know. Because I only had my own interests as a, as you know, an observer. And as being entertained, it's all about entertaining us, um, and uh, I think that entertaining your mind, um, because you are uh, you you know you can't entertain yourself with 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 peaceful activities, is a very frivolous reason to blow up a hillside for a movie and cause death and destruction to all the ecosystems in the surrounding area. Um, so um, when I watch a movie now and I see that they crash a plane into the side of a or into the desert, or something like that, um, for the movie, um, I don't enjoy it at all, all I can think about is all of the life that's under that explosion, you see, the reason, this is definitely not something I would bring up with somebody that I was talking to, you know, off, on, from the get-go, because there are... People just, um, at this point, are very selfish and very caught up in entertaining themselves. I mean, we spend billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars and energy and all that a year on entertainment. So it's a, it's a fundamental shift in the way of thinking. That's why I always say that I try to get people to fundamentally change the way they look at all other animals. Um, uh, because um, the way that we look at all other life is, well, we don't look at it at all we really don't um the majority of us don't e- even those of us who do a lot of the times are morally confused um you have people like i say dedicating their lives to saving the whales um and um who are not vegan and um that does not at all detract from their work to save the whales in any way i mean it's better than not doing any work to save the whales but unless we change the fundamental way people think about all other life on earth people are still going to want to eat whales and while there's money to be made the whalers are going to go out there and make that money while there's money to be made the people who make those movies are going to go out there and um, blow up hillsides and um, set trees on fire and things like that um, to make movies and um, so i just you know it's not a miserable way to live i mean i don't go around um it's just it's just what i call awareness okay i walk around now and i see fireworks for what they really are you know they're frivolous um horribly noisy um destructive um you know littering polluting thing i mean just think of the birds just think of the birds so um and and i really don't care if people (laughs) you know think it cuts into their entertainment i mean too bad Uh, find other ways to entertain yourself Uh, we need to we need to consider the other life on the planet Um, animals are unbelievably sensitive to light and to noise Um, you know i share my home with an animal and i'm gonna do a podcast on companion animals i wish i could share my home with a thousand companion animals because i would love to save the lives of a thousand companion animals it's almost like like that um you know i'm against the the, the way that we act as a as a species on the earth but um, i I'm, I'm open, i 'm open I'm awake to the reality that we are here, and therefore the only way that I can re- live in reality and actually do anything is to help change the fundamental way that we act on this earth, um, starting with my neighbor or my friends or myself, first of all, starting with myself um, but um I also am aware that um although I am completely against domesticated animals in all shape or form, uh, there are billions and billions of them who need homes right now as we speak. There are billions and billions and I want to provide homes for them. We have a moral obligation to. Um, So, and I only provide a home for one at the moment. And she's very, very sensitive and I'm a noisy, clumsy, I mean, when I'm in the kitchen, I, I live in a very small place and, I'm constantly apologizing to her, you know, um, I mean, the noise hurts my ears, I mean, we're killing our ears, but she leaps a mile, I don't care how, how far she's come along, um, she used to be abused um, by, by the people that she was with, and she's no, I don't abuse her, I love her, but um, my simple humanness, my, the noise that I make, and the bangings, you know, just the noise is uh I mean, it's, it's the best I can do, I provide her with a, as best as I can, but I'm constantly saying, sorry Buddha, because I'll be bang, smashed, because I'm clumsy, and, and also metal pots and pans that just make this unbelievable amount of noise, and, you know, I think people don't think about that, um, I was on the bus the other day, and um, I was watching a boxer, he was, um a boxer dog, and he was tied up to a pole outside the fruit shop, which is where the bus stop is, where I used to get the bus every day to come home from work, and, the buses are so noisy, they have these hydraulic brakes, or these hydraulics that open the doors, I don't know, there's this huge noise, I mean, can you imagine a snake about um, a thousand feet long, that's how loud, you know, if the snake would hiss, it's the most horrific noise, and this dog, you know, he's tied up to the pole, so he's trapped, he can't go anywhere, and it doesn't matter how many times he's been out in traffic, and how many other noises he's used to, I mean, he leapt a mile and looked over his shoulder, because the bus was right next to him. I mean, he was right next to the bus, and his, his his owner was just coming out of the store with her bags and stuff. And he's tied up to the pole, so, you know, if this noise is a threat, well, he's screwed. I mean, he can't go anywhere. And it was just the bus doors, and I was watching him, and oh, he just leapt a mile in the air and looked over his shoulder and was like, what is that? And then no, nothing happened, and he calmed down. But then, of course, the doors had to close again and, oh, it scared the living daylights out of them each time, and it's because they're so sensitive to noise, and it's such, and, you know, it's such an unnatural noise that we made, um, one of the things we were, I was talking about with um, Jordan was that, you know, the, you know, we say things are unnatural, well, and, and you made a very good point, and this is actually something I thought of myself once when I was wrestling with some sort of issue a long time ago, actually, but I did come up, come up with it, I was like, you know, I was looking at things, like, you know, metal, and paper, and plastic, and, all these really, if you look at you know trees and dirt and sand and things like that, and then you look at a plastic table and metal chairs, it's just not natural, but it does come from this planet, it comes from the minerals and chemical processes. And so, yeah, it is natural in the way that scientifically it has evo- we have caused it to evolve, so it comes from substances from this earth and things like that. Um, but um, when I say An unnatural noise. I guess the difference between (laughs) nature and unnatural for me is man-made noise or, you know... Nature made noise. By man-made noise, I mean screeching machinery, as opposed to the sound of a rock rolling down a hill. I mean nature is pretty noisy. I mean the sound of a volcanic eruption, um, the sound of a tor- of of a, of a um, earthquake. Uh, yeah, I mean nature um, is very very noisy in 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 the own way. But man-made noise is um, dominating this planet. I mean. The noise of our motorboats and just screeching, screeching noises, and um, it's mostly for trivial reasons. And um, I just, I, I, I'm not a misery guts. You know, um, the reason why I, I don't, I think that it's up to us to figure out a way to live if we care, if we say we care. It's up to us to figure out a way to live that does the least. Pollution and the least noise pollution, the least light pollution, and the most respect to the animals around us, all the life around us as best we can, and still, you know, survive because we are, un- we have absolutely no protection from the elements because we have evolved um, using tools and, and building shelters. I mean, we were supposed to die in the Ice Age, probably, um, but we have these enormous brains, and we can invent all these things, and I give us props. I I know that we have incredible creativity and inte- intelligence, and I'm not detracting from that at all, but I just think that if we're intelligent enough to um, build uh, these things that we build that are so spectacular, and, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, nothing rivals nature. I just, the only thing that I you know, because I've wrestled with this, okay, you know, I wrestle with these things all the time, and the only thing that we have come up with, as far as I'm concerned, and other people may disagree with that, that nature has not done better, so in other words, I love art, I love paintings, but as far as I'm concerned, a flower, or a sunset, or a hillside, I mean, it's the best, the best, the best, I'm sorry, um, So, and a lot of, you know, art, although it's cool and everything, I mean, you have to make oil paints and they're very toxic and you have to make containers to keep the oil paints in and you have to produce these things so that people can create this art and it's all pollution. It's all pollution. Um, Most of what we do is, is polluting in a horrific scale. But, The one redeeming thing I think about us, the thing that I think that we have that is so special that I love so much is music. And that comforts me. I haven't found anything in nature that rivals a Mozart symphony. Um, Music, I love a lot of music. I love all different kinds of music. Um, I'm obviously not that fond of um, really hard core noisy music, um, such as thrash metal and things like that. Um I used to when I was angry and all these kinds of things. But um, you know, I um I find them to be um quite harsh and I really just think about the animals now. I mean animals love classical music. They're enraptured by it, uh, as we are. And um I think music is the most amazing thing that we've come up with. We've we've learned how to get the diatonic scale. I mean bird song is, is beautiful, um but um I think music is our gift to the world I, I think that we have a gift to give to the world and that 's beautiful music it's, a, it's it's a it's a gift to ourselves and um, because it crosses racial barriers it crosses language barriers it 's a universal language so but everything else we do um, is i'm sorry is is trivial and frivolous when compared to the destruction that we cause to do it um, so um, these are the things I think about and um, I think it's, it's, it's part of awareness and it doesn't mean that you have to be miserable and that you can't have any fun because I think that it is um, disgusting and selfish that you can't entertain yourself, um, you should be able to entertain yourself, only boring people get bored and, um, and we need to get back to um, appreciating reality, appreciating nature, appreciating silence and um, we're never going to be able to live in... in with respect and be truly vegan, which is, um, as far as I'm concerned, you know, not blowing up a hillside uh, to make a movie scene, um, and not um, letting off really scary, loud, terrifying noises just for our entertainment. Um, We have a duty to use our intelligence respectfully, and we need to learn that uh, we don't own this planet, and if we are the most powerful physical um, animal on the planet, because we um, have these enormous brains that we use to build, and we have opposable thumbs, and we can, have, we have the power to dominate, um, and overwhelm, and massacre the most powerful mammals and 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 a- a- things on the earth. I mean, we, you know, whales. Uh, we can we can kill um, we can kill anything. We can kill all the big cats. we can kill rhinoceroses, we can kill alligators, and we do. but that doesn't mean that we should just because we can. and I think that the new like if we can wake people up and create a new generation of people, who can control their own power that they have, this intelligence that we have, and learn to not be bored. One of the reasons why we're doing so much destruction is we're so bored um, because we're boring. We don't know how to entertain ourselves. We don't know how to enjoy life. We don't know how to live. And um, that was fine. I mean, I wouldn't care about that. The only problem is, is that in doing so, in the way that we do so, by building um, things we don't need to build just because they look good or by making um displays of things that are causing environmental devastation just because we're bored and or because somebody can make money off of it um you know i mean if if, it wouldn't matter to me i mean i wouldn't care you know if people wanted to kill themselves running around here and there and, and 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 um you know not enjoying life and constantly being stressed out well that's their business but when it when it's causing the actual death and annihilation and destruction of all other living things which our lifestyles do cause, um, yeah, I do, I don't, I, I do make it my business to talk about, I do make it my business to think about, I can't help, stop myself from thinking about it, but I want to make one thing very, very clear, I am just as much of a part of it as, as, as we all are, so it's not about sitting back on top of a fence and pointing finger and saying, you're all, you know, bad, I mean, for one thing, I've, um, Most of my life participated directly in in those things, went to pay the money to see these movies and got all excited. And like I said, I rubbished the CGI um, when it first came out because it wasn't real enough, Um, you know, because at that point it didn't matter to me if they were blowing up um, a mountainside um, for, for the movie. Yeah, it didn't matter to me at that time because I didn't look at the world in any way except for my own immediate, uh, satisfactions, um, that's why we, um, yeah, and we're so unaware of all this life around us, but even in a big city, there's tons of, there's tons of life, there's tons of birds and things that are affected by the noise and the pollution, and, and as are we, I mean, um, the, the noise really gets to me, I have very sensitive ears, and I really wish I lived out in the country, I, I hate living in the city, Uh, now, um, and I know that, you know, especially young people are very bored, and I was, I know what that's like, but, well, I'm sorry, Um, we can find other ways to entertain us, we're intellectuals, we're, if we, if we do want to turn around and say we care, first of all, we have to admit that we're just as much of a part of it, um, I'm not, like I keep saying, you know, I want to make people aware that I do enjoy life. Um, I respect all life, and that includes human beings, of course. Um, And I think it's, I think our minds are amazing, um, and they're, you know, they're a curse and a blessing, and we need to get around to the blessing side of it. Um, You know, we just can't, we just can't leave things alone, and we need to learn how to leave things alone. Every time you take a step on the ground you're leaving a footprint, they talk about the, uh, what's the word they use? The something, carbon footprint, right? The carbon footprint. Well, we, we need to think about the footprints that we're leaving in our own personal life. Um, I try to be gentle and quiet around sensitive animals. But I also face the reality that I'm a human being, and that I am noisy and clumsy, and that I do use screeching machinery, and I do use products um, f- uh that are um, destructive to the, to the environment, it, to, to some people, um, because there's so many bad images and, and things like that, um, you know, hippie hippies and all that, and all those kinds of things um, that have had these sort of bad images in the media, but, you know, crop farming, we, we do need to grow food for us to live, um, obviously organic is the best, and, you know, if we could do it with an awareness, I mean, if you're aware of all life around you, you will act on that awareness if you care. So, um, if we did care enough, we have the intelligence to do as much as we possibly can to sustain ourselves. I don't know what to do about the population. Okay, I've already said that. Um, yeah, I'm not into annihilation, so don't know what to do about that. But the reality that I live in is there 's still enough space um, and i 'm lucky enough you know i 'm not living in a world where there's twenty billion people i mean i can 't imagine what that 's going to be, and I hope that it doesn 't get there but um, think of the difference between crop farming and animal agriculture and the peace because one of the things that people said what well, somebody said to me once was what about trees you know they 're alive you know and, and plants they 're alive, so don 't they have feelings aren 't you killing them and, and you know how do you reconcile that with your veganism and your nonviolence and and, um, you know, to me, it is, it's obvious. Um, and I still need to educate myself a little bit more about the science. Um, plants basically don't have a central nervous system the way we do. And um, um, so, you know, they don't feel pain the way that we do. Um, the difference between cutting into a, a, a cabbage and then cutting into a live animal uh, is, is huge. I mean, obviously, um, cabbages don't scream. They don't um, try to run away. They don't fight. They don't, you know, I mean, it just they, they, there's just a, a huge difference. I mean, I don't believe that plants are sentient. Um, and... Um, and anyway, I do know for a fact, even if I can turn around and say I really don't know what the experience of a plant is when, when you cut it, um, I certainly do know what the experience of an animal is uh, when you cut it because they're just like us. Um, they're, I mean, look at an animal's eyes and look at our eyes. Uh, look at the, the way that they bleed and they have bones and they have central nervous systems and they have brains and they have nerve endings. I mean, it, you know, it doesn't take a genius, so um, when you think about crop farming, how how peaceful, how peaceful that will will be, because crops don't scream, you know, crops don't, you know, they don't have to be um, forcibly slaughtered, they're not um, fighting for their lives, I mean, how peaceful it is, I mean, we should try to preserve as much of the wild habitat as we can and the wild animals as we can and then whatever we, you know, take for ourselves to, to grow our own uh, uh, food and sustenance as well as being animal friendly, um, think how peaceful it will be, there will be no screaming and there will be no torture, there will be no suffering, what a beautiful, peaceful um way to sustain yourself, and, um, I know that we can do that, I mean, we have the intelligence to, to feed all of ourselves, um, and we just have to make the decision to live morally, and it's, it includes, uh, you know, all the other destruction that we do, I mean, the fact, the fact is, we're destroying this planet for us, for our children too, so, um, but yeah, anybody who wants to go a little bit further than just, uh, when you really think about, um, The other ways that we're hurting and killing and destroying animals' lives is things like um, explosions and pollution for entertainment just because we don't know how to just be. If you want to know what enlightenment is, watch an animal. Watch an animal. Um, We have so much to learn from them uh, if we just observe them because they're truly enlightened. They know how to just be. Um, we don't know that anymore. I mean, we, we, we cannot seem to just be, we have to constantly find ways to entertain ourselves at at all costs of, of everything else on the planet. And it's, it's frivolous, it's frivolous. Um, so, you know, when I'm walking around and I'm watching things on TV, like, um, drag races or some kind of sports or you know, all these things, I really am aware now of, I look at, you know, because there's life everywhere, even in the concrete um, garage, there'll be spiders in the corners, I mean, because we're taking over their physical world, so as as many of them are trying to adapt to our world as much as possible, insects are quite adaptable, of course, they get completely annihilated by poisons, but when you think about, I mean, there's, there's a lot less conflict uh, in a vegan mentality for one thing because you've become aware of of life and animals and and the rights that they have to not be no matter how Clever we are, no matter what we can do, we have a right. We don't have a right to do it. We don't have a right to do it to them, especially for trivial reasons such as entertainment, preference, convenience, um, things like that. Um, you know, um, the only things that are a necessity is is water, shelter, and and food. Um, but if you think about it, crop farming, for example, well, that ends the conflict pretty much with the big cats and um, those kinds of things. Because one of the biggest, you know, one of the biggest reasons why the poaching in in, in Africa is so bad of the big cats, Um, just just to name one problem, you know, is um, there's a conflict because the farmers are farming animals and the types of animals they're farming are herbivores that are the Foods of the, their natural food of the tiger, um, you know, and, and, the, and the lions as herbivores and, and cows are, are a, a natural target for lions. And so if you start taking over the lions' territory, not only are you invading their, their, their lives and you need a lot more land to produce, uh, to, to, to produce meat, a lot more resources and a lot more space than you do to produce crops. So you're invading their space, so they're getting more and more crowded. You're getting rid of their natural wild food sources of deers or, or, or a buffalo or whatever it is that they're eating because you're, you're destroying their habitat also and taking over their habitat also. And the conflict is, you know, so the lions, what are they going to do? Well, they're going to start hunting the cows and they're also going to kill some people, um, and they do, and they're getting annihilated. Now, lions are not interested in soybeans. I mean, they're not going to try to hunt down your soybeans. So, you know, it's um, it's it's a very, very clear and logical truth. Um, we just have to get people to stop being so selfish uh, with their um, with their own selfish wants and you know I'm, I mean and we're all we're all part of it and we all have an, an opportunity and, and a duty to educate ourselves and our neighbors um, and, um, and the benefits will be all encompassing uh, for people and um, life. And anybody who, e- even somebody who is purely selfish and only has their interests at heart, or who says that our species is, you know, the supreme or whatever, well, you know, we're killing our own planet too. And we're polluting our own water supplies too. And we are um, polluting our own um, air and we're polluting our own um, ocean that, that, that gives us life and things, and our soil and the minerals. And, and, um, and the things that we need to live are getting polluted by pesticides and things like that. So, you know, um, it, it, it just luckily, luckily enough, this argument that, that we're trying to promote is actually beneficial. Uh, to um, us in a very practical and realistic and logical way. Um, so lucky us who are, um, you know, um, who've woken up to, to, to veganism. Um, it's, 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 you know, at the start, the, the very first thing we have to do is to open people's minds up to not eating animals. Uh, that's the biggest one because... Um, that's the biggest reason that, that, that we're causing a lot of destruction. That's the biggest death, cause of the death of animals on this planet. And it also it opens people up. It, you know That's the first step to them in realizing the morality of it because they do have to start thinking about the issue on a daily basis. And every time they go out shopping, they have to be careful of what they buy and they have to realize. And then they, they gradually can realize more and more. And then we can engage in dialogues about how it is wrong to... Um, cause destruction of of animals' lives um, and kill them um, in explosions for movies uh, to make a million dollars and things like that. And, you know, we can get to that level. Um, But that's way, way in the future. And and I'm never going to get to... Enjoy being part of those um, discussions, but um, I certainly uh, will continue to be part of the discussion of um, we should not be using animals as our renewable resources and all these other things I do dream about, um, you know. And it, it's a um, and there's nothing wrong with that, but I'm very firmly planted in reality. it is a a beautiful way to live, and it's an enjoyable way to live, and um, it allows you to see a lot of beautiful things that you miss when you're running around, um, trying to worry about these very, very trivial things that we as a species worry about. Um, I am very lucky to live in a world where there are still a lot of wild animals, there is still some clean water and beautiful ocean left, and... um, I really do appreciate that, and I want it to continue, and I want it to get better, and I want to get back some of the damage that we've already done, um, so um, anyway, I just want to talk about that, you know, it, my perspective just has changed so much, and um, I'm very grateful, very, very grateful, um, but you know, I mean, like I say, I wouldn't, um, I do mention things like that to people, um, when the girl complained about the fireworks, I didn't say it, At the time, she's a client and I was just a junior engineer and uh, my boss probably wouldn't... Oh, I don't know. I'm just not... I'm I'm nowhere near as brave. I'm nowhere near as outspoken as I need to be. I'm building up to that. A lot of times I do stay quiet when I shouldn't. Um, I should have said something to her, you know. (laughs) You're wish to see fireworks for the 50th time or whatever uh, and you're worried and then this species of of bird is losing their young and abandoning their necks what it was was they would abandon their nests I believe was the issue Uh, these these cranes out in in the Hamptons would abandon their nests and not return because the fireworks were so horrifically uh, frightening for them Um, I mean just the key to empathy is put yourself in the position of the of the persecuted and of the suffering one or of the animal that you're trying to understand. Put yourself in the position of a bird sleeping in a tree on Guy Fawkes night and then imagine that and then just times that by all the birds and all the insects and all the little mammals. And if you want to know what I'm talking about, watch your pet dog or cat um, on fireworks night. And um, it's really just, it's really not justified. Alright, I was glad I could talk about that, and I hope that, um, I didn't ramble on too much, and thanks for listening, and I'll be back next week. Bye!